0: You're listening to Behind the Impact, the podcast that looks at how the most philanthropic companies on the planet are making impact, as told by the very changemakers that make it happen. Hello and welcome to episode number six of Behind the Impact. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. In this episode, Shana Seltani, the Senior Social Impact Manager at DocuSign, joins me to talk about her career in social impact and how she's helping the company scale its impact efforts. Let's get into the show. Shana, welcome to Behind the Impact.
1: Thank you, Jeremy. I'm so excited to be here and uh, really honored to have been invited on the show.
0: Well, the honor is mine, and I am excited to learn more about you and your background in social impact as well as DocuSign. So to kick things off, where I would like to start is going back in time and learning more about how you actually got into social impact. So can you give me that, that journey that you went through to get into the profession?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say probably like many of us in this space, it was somewhat meandering and not necessarily a straight line. Uh, But I think, you know, social impact and giving back to the community is something that has been a part of my world for a long time. It's something that was important to my family in terms of our values. And as I learned more about ways to get involved um, in my own community and, and as my uh, definition of community expanded as I grew up I think uh, you know came to realize that there really was an opportunity to pursue this as a career but it still it still took me a while to get there so um, I I did my own uh, degree uh, in my undergrad study so I designed my own major and was interested in this intersection between the arts and social change um, music has always been a big part of my life and so I was really interested in how music and the arts in general could be used as a way to connect people to form bonds and build empathy Um, and and this is something that I I wanted to pursue um, both academically and potentially as, as a career um, was fortunate to get a job um, right out of college, actually I had an internship during my undergrad days with a music label, a world music record label called Putumayo World Music. Um, so that was my first job out of school and it was actually a great fit for what I had studied because it was all about introducing people to different music um, and different cultures from around the world um, through the medium of, of art. Um, and specifically, I was selling CDs to toy stores, so it was a very specific role, but um, the idea was introducing kids to world music at an early age and, and, you know, getting them exposed to different sounds, different languages, and different cultures. Um, it was an amazing first job out of school. I really loved it. and I excelled in it. Um, I got to you know travel around the country visiting these mom-and-pop toy stores, um, I'm totally dating myself here, by the way, by um, even uttering the word CDs. I know some of them listening might be saying, "What are these these uh, CD things?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it was a great job, uh, but I also burned out of sales pretty quickly, and, and although it was a very mission-driven company, I knew that I wanted to be doing something that spoke more to my desire to have a social impact um, in, in the world, um, so that led me to go back to grad school. I got my master's in international policy studies from the Middlebury Institute of International Studies down in Monterey. Um, And then from there, kind of launched my career in the nonprofit sector. So I worked for a Canadian-based organization called Free the Children, uh, which then turned into an organization called We Charities. I was there for a few years, um, really focused on youth development. throughout the US and Canada and the UK opportunities for young people to get involved in social issues that they cared about, and they also had an international development model, uh, where they were building schools and clean water projects and kind of connecting young people in um, more developed nations with these these international development projects. Um, From there, I went to Kiva, uh, another nonprofit organization based in San Francisco, and was leading their volunteer programs for about seven years. Um, Started out leading the the Fellows Program, which basically um, brought mid-career professionals into Kiva's ecosystem and had them serve as volunteers for about four to six months at a time uh, internationally with Kiva's microfinance partners. Um, and then from there, I was able to pivot to my current role at, at DocuSign, and I, when I reflect on kind of my journey and my path here, um, I think one of the things that stands out to me as this thread that um, can be um, followed through, through all of my, my various steps along the way is Um, finding ways to empower others to take action on issues that they care about, Um, whether it was from the early days of my career at Putumayo, which was really more about kind of that building awareness, building empathy, um, to, you know, some of the work I did at Free the Children and Kiva around, you know, engaging, whether it's young people or professionals in, um, you know, tangible ways that they could give back, whether through fundraising or for, you know, giving their time and talent. Um, to these organizations that are having a a really meaningful impact on the ground Um, and certainly I feel like that's what I'm able to do at DocuSign as well Um, uh, just at at a totally different scale um, and with a slightly different audience.
0: Out of curiosity your undergrad and then your master's so that that kind of moment in time did you know that social impact was a thing because I know CSR was around has been around for quite some time but the I guess the profession of social impact Mm -hmm. and the proactiveness of companies going out and helping the community is a relatively newer thing. During that time, Did you know this was a a profession, social impact?
1: So probably not as much in my undergrad days. I think I definitely saw the nonprofit sector as more of my career path. Um, Once I got into the nonprofit sector, you know, um, Free the Children had really fantastic corporate partners that they worked with in order to enable their their programs. Um, In addition to having corporate partners that were funding their, their domestic programs, they also facilitated corporate trips to you know the Masai Mara in Kenya, for example. Um, so that was, I would say, um, you know, one of the, the earliest times that I was really exposed to kind of the infrastructure that exists around some of these corporate social impact programs. Um, and I was really intrigued. I mean, I think that it was definitely that first nonprofit job that really kind of opened my eyes to the fact that um, companies were moving more in this direction and that there was really starting to be a space for this. Um, I I looked into a career in corporate social impact as I was transitioning out of Free the Children. Um, This is a good like 10 plus years ago now. And the space definitely was very different at that time. Um, And I think my options were a lot more plentiful when when I was looking to move on from Kiva. Um, And I think the sector has just really matured in in a very um, exciting way over that time.
0: So now you're at DocuSign Mm -hmm. and you are the senior social impact manager there. Can you give me a little peek inside of the company's social impact efforts and what the program looks like today?
1: Yeah, definitely. So DocuSign Impact is basically our global initiative to bring the strength of our people, our products, and our philanthropy to bear in creating stronger communities and a more sustainable planet. So um, for any listeners who are familiar with the Pledge 1% model, um, we've kind of taken our approach from, from that structure. And um Uh, you know, I think have a really successful program that is really quite embedded in our company culture. I hear from a lot of individuals that, Um, DocuSign social impact programs are one of the reasons that they chose to come work here. Uh, And I think one of the things that kind of sets our program apart in some ways is our focus on forests. So this is only a portion of our work, but we have an initiative called DocuSign for Forests, which really kind of um, amplifies the work that we're already doing through our product of DocuSign e-signature, which is just one part of our our suite of products that we offer. Um, But, you know, we are making a pretty significant impact on the environment in a positive way uh, by helping businesses move away from these paper-based processes. Um, So, you know, we've saved billions of sheets of paper just through our e-signature product alone. And we had an opportunity a few years ago to really step back and consider where was um, kind of the, the impact area where we could have the most uh, you know, greatest and deepest impact. Um, and we narrowed in on, on forests and sustainability because it's, an, it's something that we're already doing through, through our product. So um, a lot of our corporate donations go towards organizations that are involved in protecting and preserving the world's forests. We have green teams that have sprung up across our offices that are really focused on building sustainable practices, both in the workplace, but also individually. Um, We are working towards becoming carbon neutral by 2022. Um, And we also have this amazing uh, paper calculator that's kind of embedded in our product that helps our customers see some of their savings of, you know, wood, of waste, of um, carbon, um, that uh, you know come naturally just by by using DocuSign eSignature. signature So that's a little bit on on our um, kind of core initiative around DocuSign for forests. But we also have a really uh, amazing matching gifts program. So you know, outside of our DocuSign for Force initiative, we're really what I would consider a sort of charity of choice program. So we're looking at where our employees already engage, where are they already making a difference, and how can our resources help amplify that? Um, So we have a a matching gifts program that provides up to $5,000 per year per employee in matching gift funds, Um, and individual employees can use that either for philanthropic contributions that they're making to an organization, um, or they can volunteer their time, and we will actually donate $25 per hour volunteered to the organization that they've spent their time with. Um, I really personally like that approach because I think it levels the playing field a little bit for some of the the younger, earlier career professionals at DocuSign who maybe don't have some of the philanthropic resources to, to make you know, these $2,500 donations to the charity of their choice. But if they take some time off from work and we provide three days of paid volunteer time off per year, um, they can actually make that philanthropic con- contribution through a uh, donation of their time.
0: So something I just want to highlight and go back to is the DocuSign for Forest. I love the fact that it's so tightly connected to what DocuSign does mm-hmm. as a company and the product and I feel like that's a very important component to have for a social impact yeah. program because there's there's a lot of different ways a company can go when it comes to volunteering and donations and mm-hmm. things like that but at the end of the day to make at least my in my mind to make a program have longevity mm-hmm. it has to align very closely with the company what the product or service right. is.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think that is a really important factor when thinking about starting a program. Um, I actually was not at DocuSign when when, um, DocuSign for Forest started or even when DocuSign Impact started, Uh, but um, I'm really impressed with the approach that the team took and our executives were really involved in this process as well. Um, And I think it does speak to how much our impact programs really resonate with our employees and also with our customers. because it's something that's so, you know, it's it's such a clear connection to, to our product. Um, you don't have to kind of stretch too far to, to see that, um, that connection. Um, and I, I do think that um, it really helps, especially for new hires coming on board who are trying to understand, you know, why is it that we are doing social impacts? Like we're already in this space, we're already making an impact with our product. We can do even more when we apply our philanthropic resources. Um, and then it it kind of opens up from there for individuals to, um, to find other causes that they're passionate about.
0: Right. Can you talk a little bit about the structure of the social impact team?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we are a small and mighty team, as I think uh, many social impact teams at large companies are. Um, until very recently, we were a team of two. So myself and my manager, Amy skeeters Barons, who's the executive director of DocuSign Impact and, and really the founder uh, of this program, who was brought on about six years ago to, to bring it to life. Um, and we recently added a third um Headcount in the form of a senior sustainability manager who's really focused on, you know, executing on our carbon neutral plan and you know working with our customers to to help them understand how we're bringing in sustainability to our product and things like that. So um, we're a team of three. We're serving a global population of. Five to 6,000 employees. So um, we rely heavily on a network of social impact leaders. Um, We refer to them as our global impact leaders. And these are volunteers who have day jobs at at DocuSign, whether they're an office manager or a solutions engineer or uh, an account executive. Um, But they're folks who just really care passionately about various causes and about DocuSign's impact program and they take time out of their day-to-day responsibilities to um, help bring the impact program to life wherever DocuSign has a a footprint. So um, we meet on a monthly basis. Um, They are very involved in helping to execute on our global impact day, which is probably our most visible um, initiative during the year. We have a global day of service every November that kind of kicks off our season of giving. Um, And we really look to them to help identify local volunteer opportunities, local nonprofit partners, and and facilitate those opportunities. Um, And then they're engaged in a variety of ways throughout the rest of the year as well. It kind of depends on their interest level, their bandwidth, um, and and kind of what cause areas they're passionate about, um, and also what they're hearing from their local peers. Uh, But they're an amazing group that uh, I feel very fortunate to get to work with. And um, you know, I think it also brings meaning to their work that they have an opportunity to not only do work that they care about at DocuSign on a day-to-day basis, but they can also take um, this other aspect of their identity that is related to making a, an impact in the community and, um, and apply that in a work setting. Great.
0: Now, when you think about your career and, you know, going from Kiva, now DocuSign and everything in between, what are some of the lessons that you've learned as it relates to social impact and more importantly, creating a program and, and helping a program scale?
1: Yeah, um, great question. I think, um, you know, if we're talking about a social impact program in a corporate setting, again, I wasn't here when when DocuSign Impact started, but if I'm reflecting on kind of what I've seen as some of the successful elements of our program and also what I've observed from other companies that have successful impact programs. I think um, having buy-in at various levels is is so important. And I'd say that's true for any program in any setting, you know, whether in a nonprofit setting or, or corporate setting. Um, executive sponsorship and executive buy-in obviously is incredibly important when it comes to corporate impact programs, but I would say having that sort of mid-level managerial support as well as individual contributors, finding those champions like our global impact leaders um, who can really help it kind of proselytize this message of, of doing good um, or, you know, spearheading whatever program it may be. I think, you know, finding those, those advocates, those ambassadors is really important, especially if you're a small and scrappy team. Um, so finding those individuals, you know, helping them understand the value and, and then nurturing those relationships is really important. You know, as you mentioned earlier, finding ways to connect a, a corporate impact program to the core business. Whenever there are those opportunities, that is going to just really strengthen the program. Um, Trying to think about some of the lessons more from my nonprofit experience. I think Um, you know, partnerships, uh, especially from a nonprofit perspective are so, so valuable. Um, And certainly from, from a corporate impact perspective as well, but um, you know, finding those organizations, those companies where there's alignment and again, building those relationships, finding where opportunities um, exist, kind of creating new opportunities um, together um, again, can only strengthen programs and, and help scale them up as well.
0: Perfect. One thing I want to go back to is the global impact leaders. Mm -hmm. So is there a specific criteria that your team uses to find these ambassadors? Because this is something that I feel is a very valuable thing to have, especially for companies that have offices around the United States or around the world, is to have some type of criteria to find passionate individuals that want to contribute more to the company's social impact efforts. I'm just curious, is there a criteria that you use to find these individuals?
1: Yeah, you know, we actually don't have much of a a rubric or a list of criteria at this point. Um, I think we've been fortunate just to have um, a good number of individuals who are, you know, aware of our program and excited to kind of help take it to the next level. We do a lot of training and onboarding with those individuals just to make sure that they have the resources that they need and if they're comfortable taking on this leadership role. But in terms of identifying Uh, those individuals, I'd say they have more come to us than us needing to kind of go out and proactively find them. Um, In some cases, we... You know, where we haven't had an impact leader, we will you know notice that somebody has been just a little bit active. maybe you know they've emailed us a few times, they've shown up to all of our events um, and we'll kind of say, hey, you know you look like you're somebody who really cares about this work. How would you like to join this this team of passionate individuals from across the company who are helping to propel our mission forward and, and that usually does the trick.
0: <laughs> okay, last question for you. So now think about all the experience that you have. Um, your entire career, undergrad, master's degree, and all that. What is the most meaningful thing about being in the social impact profession?
1: Oh, Jeremy, that's a question. It's <laughs> tough to answer. Um, I would say, you know, it comes back to what I shared earlier about this thread of my career around helping others um, take action on issues that they care about. For me personally, that is one of the most meaningful things about the work that I do. And um, I think it's it's something that is really special about social impact work in general, which is that there's this potential for an incredible ripple effect. Um, you know, you find one individual who's passionate about a particular cause. They can then go and share their passion with 10 others who then are now passionate about that same cause they may not have been passionate about before. Um, and... Um, I think, you know, we're all here for a limited time and we, um, you know, can do only so much with the resources and time that we have. Um, so I think that this kind of exponentiality of, of being able to empower and encourage others to take action on issues that they care about, um, for me, is, is one of the most meaningful um, parts of, of my role.
0: Gina. Thank you so much for joining me and giving me and the audience a peek inside of DocuSign's social impact efforts. And also, thank you for telling your story.
1: Thank you, Jeremy. It was a pleasure to be here. I'm uh, really impressed with the community you've built around social impact and uh, look forward to staying connected.
0: This episode is brought to you by Social Impact World, the exclusive community for social impact leaders. To learn more, go to www.socialimpactworld.com. I'm Jeremy Brown, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Behind the Impact.